Cameron DeBasier. And I'm Mark Howard. And this is Talking Points. This week we're looking at quarter three, lesson three, seeing people through Jesus' mm. eyes. Now, before we get into the lesson study, yes. however, we talked a little bit before about reminding people about an important element oh, yes. of their study. What is that? Well, you know, we have been emphasizing the importance of memorizing the memory verse. Yes. And we're not going through the memory verse in our formats limited here. We're spending, you know, less time and we're really wanting to focus on how to put together the lesson and, and present it. But that doesn't mean we don't still want you to be encouraging your class members in Sabbath school. And if you are a class member, to be memorizing the memory verse. Mm -hmm. So, so just want to put that. teachers, make sure to highlight that. Members, yes. make sure you can continue to do that because it's an important part to hide the word in our hearts. For yes. Sure. Now, to the topic at hand. This week, of course, the entire quarter is Making Friends for God. Right. This is about sharing our faith effectively. And this week's title is Seeing People Through Jesus' Eyes. Yes. We're going to deal with our perspective on those we're witnessing to. Uh, why don't you give us, Mark, a little overview of not only what this week's lesson said, but how you viewed the lesson. How do you see the lesson through your eyes? Okay. Um, and I'll walk through that, and then we can have prayer and get into the, okay. um, uh, the you know, outline yeah. But this is how I came up with the outline. Again, we'll put it on the screen. You can go and get copies of these outlines. This is not a straight jacket that you have to use just the way it is. You can use it however you want to use right. it. But it just is to give you an idea of how to draw things out of the lesson because when the lesson was written, the author had to put it into this seven-day format. And you'll see, for example, this week's lesson. Um, Sabbath afternoon is usually an overview of the lesson. That's the case um, this week as well. Mm -hmm. Uh, talks about just the whole idea, just introduces us to seeing people like Jesus did. Uh, Sunday's lesson goes into the friends who brought their blind friend to Jesus for healing. And there's some other points in there that we'll highlight in the lesson. Monday's lesson uh, goes into the encounter with the Samaritan woman at Jacob's well and um, highlights again the main point of how Jesus saw people. Mm -hmm. So, um, I'll come back to that. Tuesday uh, talks about where to begin when you are uh, seeing people as Jesus saw them. Where Moves do you begin witnessing and talks about, yeah, a little bit practical. Right. Begin where you are. Wednesday's lesson talks about dealing with difficult people. Well, yeah. Tuesday's lesson talks about beginning where you are. Right. And, and it brings yeah. up closest to home, which is your family. And so when you're talking about difficult people on Wednesday, I don't know if I got the days, Tuesday and Wednesday. On Wednesday, your family members are some of the diffi most difficult right. people. Yeah. So to me, I just conflated that together in one, one point, which you'll see. One of the other. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Um, Thursday Thursday's was... lesson talked about how to sense providential opportunities. And Friday was just a summary and an appeal, which I thought was very good. Mm -hmm. So what I did, what I took away from that, the, the, and I came up with three key points in this week's lesson. Okay. Um, seeing people through Jesus' eyes. Key point number one is after, a, so first we did a kind of an introduction of seeing people as winnable. That was kind of the main theme this week. And then we drew three key points. The one was the power of invitation. And that drew out of Sunday's lesson. Uh, and those friends inviting uh, uh, their friend or taking their friend actually to mm -hmm. Jesus. And then point number two is start where you are. And I brought Tuesday and Wednesday's lesson into that point. Because mm -hmm, they're and very it, closely related yes. there. Yes. And then point number three is be alert to God's providences. And of course, I do that at Thursday's lesson. So you'll see how that rolls up. Those three points, yeah. again, the power of invitation, 
Start where you are and be alert to God's providences. Well, Those are our key points. And week. you brought up something here that I want to mention because you notice that almost every week you're going to be able to say, now Sabbath is usually an overview yep. or an introduction. Friday, Friday is, a summary. is a summary and an appeal. So the content of most of these lessons, not all of them, but oftentimes it's the case that Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. Okay, so right. five out of seven days. But if, if, say, two of those are like basically the same theme expanded yes. a little bit different perspective, then already you're down to four. That's right. And so coming, like, how do you always take every week seven days worth of stuff and get down to three or four points? Well, the reality is there's usually only three or four That's points right. in a full week's lesson. That's exactly they're right. they're kind of dived. So you need just kind of, from your perspective, what is it really trying to say in a few points there? Exactly. All right. Going so back. Let's, uh, let's go ahead and have a word of prayer, yes. and then we'll get into our lesson study introduction. And what I did for my lesson study intro, that was Sabbath and Monday's lesson. Okay. So in other words, I'm taking it quarterly, but we're just putting it into it anyway. Yeah. And you'll see as we walk through it, hopefully. <laughs> okay. Cameron, why don't you pray for us? Sure. Heavenly Father, thank you so much for this opportunity. Thank you for the time that we spend together in this room, but also for the people who are studying right now, even as we speak, preparing for those Sabbath school discussions and classes that are coming up. Lord, help each individual to be edified, and through the blessing of Sabbath school, help the church body to be built up, to become more like Jesus and more about our Father's business as we look forward to Christ's return. For we pray it in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Okay, so... Just introducing the lesson, if we look at Sabbath afternoon's lesson, uh, G, uh, he may, Mark Finley makes a point in uh, the second paragraph, Jesus saw all men and women as winnable for his kingdom. So the whole concept of seeing people through Jesus' eyes is seeing people as winnable. Oftentimes when we look at people, we quickly can judge, oh, that person wouldn't be interested. Oh, that person mm. would never want to believe the gospel. Sometimes, it, it, especially, I'll be honest with you, Cameron, we tend to do that with more affluent people. We say, mm. oh, they have so much of this world's goods, they wouldn't be happy, you know. And mm. we say, as a Seventh-day Adventist, we know what they got to give up, right? And all this <laughs> yeah. stuff. They would never. They wouldn't want that. We're yeah. not seeing people as winnable. And oftentimes, in fact, we're doing a disservice to the truth. We're acting like the truth is a burden. Well, you know, you thought and about not a blessing. And you know this from years of doing yes. the soul winning training that, that uh, you mentioned affluent people. And we like, well, they're there, rich in this world's good. They're caught up in their business. Okay. But then you look at people of another faith. Well, they're tied to that. And you look at people who are worldly and atheistic. Oh, That's well, right. And come to find out, we can end up looking at the entire world as unwinnable. That's when right. Christ looks at the whole world as winnable. You know? That's exactly and right. And so we have to, this is an important lesson for every one of us. So the, the, I've included a quote here in the introduction from Christ Object Lessons, page 118. It says, Christ, the, it's talking about the, the uh, pearl of great price. Yes. It says, Christ, the heavenly merchantman seeking goodly pearls, saw in lost humanity the pearl of price. In man, defiled and ruined by sin, he saw the possibilities of redemption. Okay, this is what we're talking about, seeing how Jesus sees people. He saw the possibilities of redemption. Hearts that have been the battleground of the conflict with Satan and that have been rescued by the power of love are more precious to the Redeemer than are those who have never fallen. Ooh, Powerful statement. Wow. God looked upon humanity, listen, not as vile and worthless. He looked upon it in Christ, saw it as it might become, through redeeming love. That's seeing souls as right. Jesus. So we did. don't need to see people as they are. We see them what they can what be. What could the that power person be if, and that's something to think about. Take the most uh, de degraded case mm. and say, but if that person were to fully accept Christ, mm. what would their life be like? Mm. 
And it I, honestly, it makes me think of a story Ellen White told of a man. She spoke somewhere, and there was this guy. He was an alcoholic. Came into the meeting drunk. He was disheveled, and, and, and mm -hmm. I'm giving you the short version. And she made an appeal at the end of the message to, for people to reform and, and give their lives to Christ. And this man stood up, and he said, you've taken an interest in me. I'm going to take an interest in myself. Well, that's the last she thought she'd ever see of him. Until one day, this very fine-dressed man comes to her door, and she said, I didn't recognize him at first. And he said, you remember that meeting where you spoke, and that man stood up? I was that man. Mm. And she said, I was astonished. She said, he looked like an entirely different person. Mm. Well, it, the power of God is yes. a miracle, and for sure. Anyway, so we need to see with that confidence that Christ saw, that hope and expectation. That's right. And, and, and the lesson adds a quote from Ellen White on the bottom of uh, Monday's lesson. It quotes from Signs of the Times, uh, June 20, 1892, and says, Those who have the Spirit of Christ will see all men through the eyes of divine compassion. Okay. So that's, that's the, the theme this week. Well, so what you just talked about there was spoken about in Sunday and Mondays, I mean, Sabbath and Monday's yes. lesson, but that serves as an introduction. Yeah, to that's the, our, to the main seeing points. people through Jesus' right. eyes is, is our is lesson this week. Right. Okay, so let's talk about then point number one, the power of invitation. Yes, right. and, the, and the lesson takes us to Mark chapter uh, 8. And I'll, 18? <laughs> our outlines say 18. I will fix that. Okay. The outline that you're going to be able to get online. There is no 18. Mark 18. <laughs> I was like, that's an interesting text. <laughs> oh, haven't you read Mark 18? It's you know, that's one. my edition. No. <laughs> Mark 8 and just 22 to 25. Can right. you read that? 22 to 25. Reads, yeah. Then he came to Bethsaida, and they brought a blind man to him and begged him to touch him. So he took the, bl the blind man by the hand and led him out of the town. And when he had spit on his eyes and put his hands on him, he asked if he saw anything. And he looked up and said, I see men like trees walking. Then he put his hands on his eyes again and made him look up. And he was restored and saw everyone clearly. Now, there's a couple points the lesson draws out. We're going to save one. The first thing, though, is it, you almost read past it because it doesn't give any identification. It says, then he came to Bethsaida and they. Mm. Who is they? doesn't say anything else about they, but they were the ones who brought this blind man to Jesus. The they evidently had enough faith in Jesus and belief in, mm -hmm. in the power of Jesus to, to bring a friend to Jesus. Mm. And, and so again, we're talking about seeing people. If we saw people as winnable, mm -hmm. we would bring more people to Jesus. One of the reasons we don't bring people to Jesus is like they wouldn't be interested. Have you invited them to church? Nah, they wouldn't want to come. Have you invited him to that evangelistic series? No, they wouldn't. So you see sounds, what I'm saying? And, and we could almost get away with saying, well, it's not that I lack faith in Christ, <laughs> but I lack faith in their interest in Christ. Yeah. Well, okay, that's that's not, not something we're supposed to be concerned with. <laughs> Listen, uh, uh, and you know, a couple of I added a couple of examples of lesson dozen in Matthew chapter nine. You have the paralytic who was let down through the roof mm -hmm. by his, his friends. friends. Yeah. And again, in Matthew, it just says they. They came and brought a man lying on a right. But those they were people who believed enough to bring their friends, who saw the lost enough like Jesus did mm. to be able to see them as winnable. And, and it, the Bible even says that Christ saw their faith. Right? That's right. When Jesus saw their faith is what it says in right. Matthew. I mean, so that's, that's something you talked about just a second ago. Well, what mm. if, you know, well, I just, I don't, I believe in Christ and his power. I just don't believe in their sincerity. What was it yeah. you just said? Jesus saw not his faith, their faith. their faith. Right. Well, he can't. If I'm saying, well, I just don't believe in this, where's my faith in the fact that maybe they they'd be interested in right. Jesus? 
Well, it kind of goes back to something we were talking about last week in Ecclesiastes. We don't know which is going to be the one that works and that's not. Exactly that's exactly right. That's up to us. We're not supposed to like just get the... Because how many times you witnessed or taught witnessing to someone, and they're like, mm-hmm. well, what's the right time? What's the right approach? And almost like it's formulaic. If you see these signs, then you'll know that it's the right approach, and that's your best chance. What Christ just looked around and assumed everybody would be interested in what he's offering, and we should look at him that way, too. Well, one other example I have is in John 5 in the story of the man by the pool of Bethesda. Mm -hmm. You read in John 5, um, now it doesn't say there, and then the man's paralyzed, so he had to get there somehow (laughs) besides himself. He hasn't walked. And in Desire of Ages, it says that he had friends that brought him there simply to get to get him out and let it but they didn't have any faith that he'd ever make it to the water and be healed whatever else yeah. okay so here the friends just brought him because they felt sorry for him but they did something worked, and unfortunately yeah. they did more than some of us do mm. for people we got to so see part of seeing jesus as winnable winnable rather part part of seeing people as jesus sees them mm. as winnable well, is inviting them yes. to jesus and, and part of that You've got the note here in the lesson is from Manuscript Release yes. 18. Yes, you want to read that? That's powerful. Yeah. She says, I want to say, brothers and sisters, that we must labor for the wandering where they are. You need not expect those who have the chilling influence of the world upon them to manifest anxiety for their own souls. <laughs> we must manifest it for them. And she goes on to explain about that. Uh, Pause we must, you need not expect those who have the chilling influence of the world upon them to manifest anxiety for their own souls. I mean, you think about that. How's a worldly person supposed to even know where to go? You're like, right. they don't seem interested. Interested in what? Exactly. They don't even they know what to be interested in. They have no reference point at all. They don't even know that the thing We're the ones work. that's supposed to know who mm-hmm. Jesus is. Well, think about yeah. the nature of news. That's something that you have it. It's news. You that's right. Phrase, it's news. That's news to me. That's right. But I didn't know it before. Yeah, so that's right. Like, I don't know about the news. Well, yeah. if you don't know, you don't know there's news to know about. That's right? right. So, of course, those in darkness don't know about the light. you got to bring it to them, right? So Christ didn't look at people in that hopeless way. He no. assumed that they would be interested in this great news. That's exactly right. So this, anyway. that, that's a great statement there. So key point number one deals with the power of invitation. If you see people as Jesus saw them, mm. part of that is inviting them. Because you see them as winnable for the kingdom. And the only way they're going to do that, be one to the kingdom, is through Jesus Christ. But they've got to get there. And if you can help them get there, an invitation is one of the most powerful ways. Mm. That is one of the ways, above all others, that people respond to, uh, to come to Jesus, then invite. Right, so don't be afraid to ask. Don't Don't be be afraid afraid to ask. And maybe that should be how we read it. Point number one, don't be afraid to ask. Either way, but that's what we're talking about. That's what we're talking about. All right, point number two. Point number two. Start where you are. And this is a kind of a conglomeration of Tuesday and Wednesday, the themes that are there. Start I'm going to change you that. If you're watching this and you pick up this outlet, you're going to know where it started. That was good. Don't be afraid to ask. I like that. Don't get a big head, Cameron. Just keep going. Too late. No, I'm just <laughs> Start where you are, Tuesday and Wednesday. Now, this shifts into not that the other stuff wasn't practical, but it was more setting the philosophical or theological background of why we should look at people this yes. way or how we should look at people. But this gets into the nuts and bolts about what yes. do I do about it. And, and this one, technically, the question is where do I even start? And we discussed this beforehand that oftentimes we talk about winning souls or being a missionary for Jesus. Boy, we have to have this big, I'm waiting for this big moment or this big event or this foreign mission field opportunity 
when that's not how Jesus outlined no. the work. In Acts chapter 1, that was Jesus himself yeah. who gave the strategy. Verse 8, he says, But you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you, and you shall be witnesses to me in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. And in case you don't know your geography, they were living in Jerusalem. And what he was saying is you start here where you are. Right. And you then you, 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 you slowly begin to spread out from there. Mm-hmm. And uh, I thought the lesson made a, uh, a good point Tuesday. Oops, wrong page. Where it says right there at the top of the page, someone has rightly said, in life, the only place to start from is where you are, for there is no other place to begin, <laughs> which pretty plain, yeah. straightforward. And then the end of the next paragraph says this, rather than dreaming of better opportunities, start with those around you, see with divine eyes the possibilities closest to you. Mm-hmm. And I put a note uh, that some people never do anything good because they're always waiting to do something great. Mm. You know, we have opportunities around us, but like, oh, I'm thinking about reaching, you know, I don't know, some whole continent somewhere, and we forget about my neighbor. Mm-hmm. And you commented on that. Mm-hmm. You came back on that with yeah, Elder something Finley, you heard. In fact, I think it was from Elder Finley himself, even though it wasn't in this quarterly, but he, if I'm getting the phrasing right, said, God hasn't called you to be a missionary where you aren't until you're a missionary where you are. Yes. And this, in, in, uh, the context of that conversation was people who take foreign mission calls or even student mission years or a short-term missionary trip, yes. right? We raise a lot of money, we do this, and there's nothing wrong in any of those things. But he did bring up the, in, in, the really helpful question, why are you going all the way over there yeah. to do something you don't even do right here? Right. And, and so I think that the Lord outlined that on purpose, and the, the idea being you've got to start here and you'll grow your missionary endeavor as you go. And, and I think, and, and I don't want to lose the context here in the lesson. The point that, that we're bringing this in here, the point that the lesson does, starting where you are in the context of seeing people as winnable, is too often we don't see the people closest to us as winnable. Mm. They're, more, they're more difficult, and the lesson actually goes into difficult people. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I, I did think that I, was interesting. Start where you are, and then how do you do with difficult people? Yeah. It's like, odds are, they're <laughs> going to be great together. And you made a point as we were discussing this ahead mm-hmm. of time that I don't know where, everybody has their level of difficulty, yes. right? <laughs> well, for instance, if, well, I think we mentioned this too, is that if, if you have friends, you can say, well, they know me from way back. They're going to be difficult to reach. If you have family members, uh, you know, there's a lot of inside dynamics there that might make yeah. that a challenge. Coworkers, oh, there's some dynamics. Yeah. Church members. And you can go down, like, <laughs> I don't right. know, where is this mysterious the pool of all person. the easy people that are just, like, <laughs> flocking to the truth? Like, everybody you reach is going to have some sort of impediment or Maybe. barrier that makes it, from our perspective, oh, they're, they're a tough nut to crack. Maybe That's it's the person who walked in the church from watching 3ABN or Strong Tower, and we just didn't get to see <laughs> yeah. all the difficulty right. prior to. And as a pastor, I've had the experience where someone has come up to me and said, by the way, I'm ready to go. Yeah. And I was like, what do you mean? They're like, I've already read all the Ellen White books. I'm studying yeah. your belief. I'm I was like, all right, so we just clear. But do you know how rare of a bird that is? But even <laughs> then, when you dig into it, it's like, so what? Ha- well, 10 years ago, I was... Yeah. Right. And then I heard this and I was like, oh, those guys are nuts. And then about a year later I did. And, you know, so it didn't happen just like. No, no, it's a process for sure. Well, let's I'm going to talk more about the difficult thing. But there's a there was a statement Ellen White makes in uh, Spirit of Prophecy, Volume 3, page 240, commenting on the Acts 1, verse 8, you know, Jerusalem, all Judea, Samaria, etc. She says, commenting on that, here is a lesson to all who have a message of truth to give to the world. Their own hearts must first be imbued with the spirit of God. 
and their labors should commence at home. So, and mm. in, in even here, starting in Jerusalem doesn't just even start with your family. It starts with you, <laughs> yeah, right? your own, with yeah. your own heart, having it imbued. And then their labor should commence at home. Their families should have the benefit of their influence. And the transforming power of the Spirit should be demonstrated in their own homes by a well-disciplined family. Mm. Then the circle should widen. The whole neighborhood should perceive the interest felt for their salvation. And that's important, not just interest, friendly it's interest we'll talk friends, about in a minute. Yeah. The interest felt for their salvation and the light of truth should be faithfully presented to them for their salvation is as much is of as much importance as that of persons at a distance talking about foreign mission fields Mm. from the immediate neighborhood and adjoining cities and towns the circle of the laborers for God's servants should widen till the message of truth is given to the uttermost parts of the earth Wow so powerful statement it is powerful today. She kind of outlines uh, basically what I counted there as five different uh, stopping points. Like it starts with you, and then your household, then your neighbors, and your adjoining cities. Uh, yes. <laughs> but that, that same method that Christ outlined That's is right. still how we should view people today. That's right. And so, again, the reason that you start where you are and the reason we don't oftentimes is because we think that people are difficult and they're going to be hard to reach. And so the lesson goes into difficult people. And we talked yeah. about, we'll talk a little bit more, but I, there's three classes I came up with, and that's family, which the lesson brings out. And then I'm assuming they're talking about those who are hard to convince, mm-hmm. which is just about everybody. Yeah. Um, and then there's societal outcasts, people where, you know, for example, Levi Matthew was a tax collector and they were looked down upon, and the harlots and the publicans right. in Jesus' day where um, we might view them as difficult because it's beneath us or something. I, or I don't maybe know. they're thinking like, like they're steeped in sin and they're just yes. so like entangled yes. with it that there's ho- it's a hopeless cause or something like that. Um, which, from a human perspective, may very well be true. Yes. But that doesn't mean that God's arm is short enough. He can't no, say and I want to bring in Wednesday makes a great, they quote this uh, a piece of Desire of Ages, page 258, that says, For Jesus... This is not the quote, so I'll start where the quote starts, but the the author of the lesson says, For Jesus, no one was beyond the reach of the gospel. Mm. Jesus certainly believed that, quote, None have fallen so low, none are so vile, but they can find deliverance in Christ. Mm. So, yeah, uh, and that should go across the board for Mm. everybody. Nobody should be excluded from our efforts to Mm. win their souls. Well, and... kind of brings up the idea that again back to the blind man and yes. the second touch the idea that even, even if they even if that first contact doesn't seem to have that aha moment where even for Jesus exactly he even do- went back it's like and, and he and I obviously he could have done it with just a word yes but he was teaching us that's a exactly right so the idea of if you don't win on the first one or don't have apparent or complete success don't give up as it was a failure keep working with that's them right. in a Christ-like way now, I want to talk on something else that's in the study notes here. When you talk about making friends first, well, are we ready for that yet? Yeah, let's okay. go ahead. Because one of the things that we have to emphasize, but we want to be careful not to overemphasize. Well, before, before you okay. jump into that, uh, along the same lines, you know, the, the lesson highlights it, and we're talking about difficult people. Well, sometimes it would be less difficult if we were to focus on building friendships. Mm-hmm. And, and, of course, we taught that and we agree Absolutely. with that. And so that's one place where the lesson goes. In fact, they, they, they say on uh, Tuesday at the bottom of the page, um, we make friends for God by sharing Jesus. Mm-hmm. They become Christian friends 
and eventually, as we share God's end time message of biblical truth, they become Seventh-day Adventist Christians as well. So I love the fact that it says we make friends for God by sharing Jesus, yes. because there's a mentality, and this is what you were getting into, yes, a danger. Why don't you comment on that concern? Well, even in the statement you just read, we make friends for God by sharing Jesus. Amen. But notice the outline. They become Christian friends, and eventually, as we share God's end time message, people, they may become. So there's a couple of qualifiers. Eventually, yes. they may become which is true. Yes, but I think and, and it's talking about being tactful, and we agree right. with that. Absolutely, but I think that there's been, in at least our contemporary Adventist society now, a lot of emphasis yes. on, like, now be clear, the eventual is way Eventual is prophetic time. Exactly, prophetic time. And <laughs> it's then it work, so don't have confidence that it will work, and it may not work. And so we emphasize the right. only way to win them is friendship, and then you have this danger. Yeah. That now I don't want to ruin the friendship by introducing something controversial like the yes. gospel. So, ironically, you don't want to introduce the gospel because it might hurt your chances right. of making friends. But now that you've made friends, you don't want to introduce the gospel because you might lose the friendship. The purpose of, of and we talk about this so much, the purpose of tilling the soil of the heart is to make it more mm. receptive for the gospel. That's right. Not just to make friends for the sake well, of making friends. And what you're commenting on, actually, you know, our point here is to start where you are. But oftentimes, this isn't starting at all. In other words, That's the right. making friends can be, it's essential. But some people use it as an excuse not to ever share the gospel. Mm -hmm. And that's not the purpose. You know, you're making, what is the lesson? Making friends for God. For God. And yeah. so there's that connection, and that's what that, that quote is bringing out. So beware of developing a friendship that indefinitely postpones or even yes. disallows the sharing of the gospel. Right. Like, I've known him so long now, I don't want to really offend him, and blah, blah, blah. Right. We, what do you... It's almost that as though the friendship actually impedes the, the gospel. Yes. And that's not the case. That's not what we're That's doing. not why Christians make friends. Amen. You so, know what kind of friend are you if you won't share eternal mm -hmm. life? It's like, well, I knew about eternal life. You know, you see them through the glass walls of the city. Yeah. They're lost forever. Hey, friend. What do you do? You know? <laughs> what is this friend talk? What does that yeah. word even mean, though? Well, I just didn't want to upset you. Yeah. Well, thanks. Yeah. Let's go on to yes. the alert to God's providence is point number three. Um, that in this friendship and in this witnessing, we have to be attuned to the opportunities that God affords through That's the leading right. of His Holy Spirit. Every day God is in, in fact, I wish I'd included it in the lesson, but I can tell you where to find it. Evangelism, page 127, mm -hmm. it says, There is more being done by the universe of heaven than we have any idea of so that souls should be converted. Amen. It's awesome. So, in other words, the universe of heaven, not just God the Father, not just the Son, not just the Holy Spirit, all the heavenly angels, all the angelic yes. and, and the heavenly beings, the universe of heaven, all of them are engaged in seeing souls saved. And the only place for souls being saved is here on planet right. Earth. Yeah. So, so there's always efforts going on to save souls. And so the idea of God's providence is, it's not that we need to create these providences. Right or opportunities or whatever, they're happening all around us, but we're often not in tune to them. Right. And so we can't be a part of it. And so the lesson is, em emphasizes, for example, Philip and the Ethiopian eunuch is right. what it brought up. It's in Acts chapter and, 8. I don't know if I have time to actually read the whole thing, but the story right. is there where you know, the Lord miraculously opens this door of opportunities, yes. but still Philip had to walk through it. <laughs> but I will read the quote from Acts of the Apostles. It says, An angel guided Philip to the one who was seeking for light and who was ready to receive the gospel. And today angels will guide the footsteps of those workers who allow the Holy Spirit to sanctify their tongues and refine and ennoble their hearts. Amen. 
So in the so same if you way, pray for the Lord's leading, you should have expe- every expectation that there's not. And even it might seem to us an inconvenience or a frustration. Why did it get stuck in this line? Why did this happen? But then right. after it, you say, "Oh, wait! The Lord was leading." So we should be content in all things, recognize that the Lord has a plan, and we're That's to be right. servants in His service. And you could say, "Well, how can I be in tune with the providences of God?" Friday's lesson has a great uh, ends with this paragraph, and I want to share it. Why not pray this prayer? And it gives a sample prayer. Lord, I am willing to be used for the advancement of your kingdom. Open my eyes so that I can see the providential opportunities you are opening before me each day. Teach me to be sensitive to the people around me. Help me to speak words of hope and encouragement and share your love and truth with those I come in contact with each day. What a great prayer to pray. Are you serious about making friends for God? Pray that prayer. And God will tune you in. He will calibrate you onto his frequency so that you can see those opportunities and privileges, so that you begin to see people like Jesus sees people as winnable. Amen. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, thank you for giving us this great responsibility and privilege and joy of sharing you with the world. Please help us to learn the lessons from the example of Jesus, from the teaching of Scripture, and from the lesson quarterly this week that we can apply in our lives to be more effective witnesses for you as we view people as you do, confident that you love them and are working for their benefit even now. We pray it in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.